0: Blood Talk Radio. Sweetheart, everybody, welcome once again to Madame Perry's Salon, the podcast podcast that loves you, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration, the podcast where, well, it's a virtual salon. As Robert Taylor said when he first visited, it's like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. So you just come on in, as you know, and uh, find a nice, cushy. pillow to sit on you know first i want to thank everybody who has been listening and downloading and uh, subscribing to the show on any podcast that you uh platform that you prefer because of you i've had so many cool guests and i've got so many more um coming up soon oh by the way no we haven't had the drawing for the book let's go uh, the story of ben Orr and the cars um because um an actor in Australia was going to do the drawing, and of course, she's obviously been preoccupied, and so, but someone else will. However, uh, coming up soon, we've got Jamila Ford, singer, songwriter, musician, and she's a podcaster. Uh, po- her show is The Working Singer, so, different professionals come and give you advice on, on your vocal technique and so forth, and also how to get work as a singer actual paying, honest-to-goodness work. Um, So that will be next week. Also coming up soon, we've got Jeff Jeff Carlisi, who you may remember from the band uh, 38 38 Special, Hold On Loosely, and, uh, oh, they have so many great songs. But Jeff Carlisi is going to be here. And uh, then we've got, are you ready for this? Trish Coffey, she is a sacred sex shaman, and, uh, you know, that's going to be at the end of the, well, it's going to be February 3rd, I believe, so just in time, everybody prepping up for Valentine's Day, you know, I haven't had a sex shaman on, And and besides, she's also a musician, singer, and a very funny woman, so that'll be good, which reminds me of the very first time I ever had a paid drumming gig, and it was a situation like a class like that, but... I'll tell that story some other time Uh, But tonight is going to be Loads of fun because as a woman I've been Following for years And finally, finally Made the connection to get her on the podcast I guess things happen when they're supposed to Uh, Many people Know and love her as an author Of science fiction, fantasy, and dark fiction She's also a podcaster And uh, Performer, very funny woman So I think the best thing to do is just to bring this magnificent lady in and she's author Elise Draper. Elise, welcome to Madame Perry Salon. Get a cushy pillow oh, and have a seat. Oh thank you so much. I've been on my seat all day. That's fantastic.
1: Um this I am, it's such a pleasure to be here. I I love the how much work you do with the musical community. This is absolutely amazing.
0: Oh, thank you I try to uh, Bring what people need people say, Is it, is it entertainment, is it information Educate? Yes, yes to everything You know It's uh, yeah, uh, Sunday I was at a It was like an outdoor jam behind a coffee house And I remember seeing some people There with little kids And I remember I've always thought, you know, I'm in Atlanta And there are a lot of things where people have You know, music and bring the family or Whatever, whether it's Rock, country, you know, roots or whatever, blues, and I've always felt at you least you'll know what I'm talking about. I've always appreciated people yeah. who started their children off going to hear live music because, well, the reference oh, I had yeah. for this year decades ago doesn't doesn't match up as well. But I used to say there were some people who thought that if it wasn't on radio or MTV, it wasn't real music.
1: Yeah. And oh, that's not true. Yeah, yeah but
0: And but people, because I remember a friend who said, wanted to know, when she found out that Eva Cassidy had passed, she goes, how, could, how many times could I have seen her and not bought her CD? Why not? I said, because she was selling it out of the back of her car, so you're trained to think that that's not real music if, if it's not already out on the radio, you know. But, no, right but I think that. the kids, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do, I, don't, I, don't you feel that have that, that major sense? promotion? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that applies to all of the arts. It's you see it with, with uh, musicians. I think they kind of let it. Uh, artists that that are unknown but are absolutely spectacular. That's the reason why I'm go to your local art shows, find the unknowns because you will never believe what you'll find. And the and now with the independent writing, um, it's opened up so many doors to be an independent publisher that you're you're able to get your own voice out there without having to worry about. The big five publishing houses and trying to get in and, and dealing with literary agents and and just like with music and art the the cream rises to the top and and now we've gotten to a stage of of the independent publishing that that cream is really coming to the top where they they have the good editors they have the book covers they have they have the publishing so it's oh runs. It runs so deep in the arts and and culturally we we have to hang on to that because there's enough people out there that are promoting big sales over independence and and that's just not where you're going to find your next
0: favorite anything <laughs> well said uh, reminds <laughs> me, I think about five or six years ago. I remember reading an article in in The New York Times. I don't remember who wrote it, but they were talking about how uh, because of the rise of the of the indie. Artist, entrepreneur, right. and all the things that you just said is that it's taken the power away from the fat cats in the big office and put it in the hands of the rank and file. And the sentence ended with where it belongs yeah. you know, oh. with, with the people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're right. It's, well,
1: it's spectacular.
0: No, go, go ahead. ahead. i for you. Oh, well, I was
1: just at the, I'm, my daughter is a, is a musician. She started out as the first uh, soprano in, in school, and now she's going on into college, and she's taking her love of theater and, and music and actually turning it into music therapy, for, in particular mm. for Alzheimer's. And uh, she just, the actual advantages to having this in, in, ingenious entrepreneur drive that wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been available if it hadn't been for for us old folks, you and me, getting out there and starting it off and trudging our way through the the well, the, the muck. <laughs> and exactly. and and once we've once we've gotten there, it's um we see friends that are are starting out small or medium press for me in the literary world are now selling their, their work. Uh, Jonathan Mayberry just did V Wars for, for uh, Netflix and um, Corbin has done uh, a series of his spy uh, through through Netflix. These guys are actually picking up these big deals um, that started out like we did where you are selling your CDs out of the back of the car. You're selling your books at the local bookstore out of your trunk. And, and this is We have to keep the drive going because the naysayers were always going to say you have to have money behind you to do it when really all you have to have is a dream.
0: And, hey, that's what um, (laughs) this guy's name keeps leaving. Wayne Dyer did too. Yeah just went cross country yeah. with his, with his first book thinking, well, nobody's going to buy it. I'll get every copy available and just go across the country and sell it. And, oh, uh, wow. well, I am very impressed by your daughter. Hopefully one day I'll be, you know, she'll have time to come here at yeah, Matt Salon, Perry salon and tell us because I think that's magnificent all what she's doing. Now, if you, cool. um, uh, your book your your writing and this is something i i read and reviewed it said uh, draper has a visceral writing style that is both melodious and uncluttered coming from an enduring love of poetry which putting all that together yeah. with dark fiction um, is quite uh mysterious and enchanting and i have been rereading i am mort today oh. yes. and
1: mm-hmm. it's that it's a powerful one um yeah the 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 uh, the I am more short story um was actually uh i i had done a, a quite a bit of work in uh, hospice um aside from having a family member that was in a permanent vegetative state my sister um, I went out of school or out of high school and while I was going to college and, and worked in hospice, uh, starting in oncology and then up until 2012, I was working with severely disabled children and terminal children um, before I retired. The, uh, the I am mort came from um, exposure of the human condition, we'll say, because it's, uh, it's one of those it's a scenario where, where philosophy it touches everybody it's the study of wisdom and study of the human condition when you are living in a world where people aren't aren't daily exposed to necessarily um, the first compulsion is to recoil from it um, mm-hmm. with the gift of Fiction, and and you see you see it with philosophical fiction with Sartre and Camus and and um, a, a number of amazing, philosoph the philosophers that wrote fiction. They are able to take these extremely complex and painful issues that we usually recoil from, and make them approachable, make them a point of discussion where it's out of your skin because it's you you're you're removing yourself from. From the actual current situation um, So I more came from that, that timeline um, my, my educational background obviously Is, is in, in philosophy and theology And um, I love writing uh, And contradictorily I also went to school for, for law So research and all of these wonderful dry topics Don't necessarily fit my personality Which is a little, a little rambunctious <laughs> So the um, I decided to go ahead and, and take my turn at turning philosophy, um, in particular the things I was seeing and feeling in the world, and address them in a way that opens it up for whether you have dealt with death or religion or prejudice or uh, my one of my latest uh, later short stories, Lay Me Down, took place after the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, and uh, technically it's sociological science fiction Or speculative fiction uh, It tends to be on the dark side obviously <laughs> So uh, the, horror, the Horror Writers Association um, Has been extremely supportive In, in nominations and, and discussion groups for, for my dark fiction work, my horror work And um, the, uh, it's been a fun road it has been really interesting. And, and the the response from my readers has been very poignant, to say the least.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, now um, now that you've told me this, now I'm mm-hmm. seeing where, I guess, rereading it, it hits me in a different way, you know, from having to be, and I'm yes. so sorry. You know uh, about everything that your sister went through, ish, ish, and you know, of course, your family well, and all that that implies or entails. I know uh, things.
1: No, I'm sorry. Ahead. It was just it's the um, the um. Uh, 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 thank you so much, but uh, for the appall uh, of uh, 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 the empathy, <laughs> the um. <laughs> but honestly uh she was she was alive from from nineteen sixty one until nineteen ninety one um thirty years and uh by the time I had processed that, you know I was out of the house and 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 on my way to adulthood myself. but as a family, my mom, who was a legal legislator, actually helped to reintroduce living wills in the state of Colorado. And, and did a lot of amazing work that came out of a very very difficult situation, um, and and as her daughter, I going to work with the with the hospice work myself seemed to be extremely important. So for for us, there's a, a, a tremendous sense of closure. There the empathy is, is is wonderful, but the closure is usually what I like to share in in unexpected ways in my my writing.
0: If that makes I think sense. it would have, Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's you know, reading reading it years ago and then reading it rereading it um in the last few days or today when um I didn't this wasn't as long as it's your ordeal, but sitting with my mother last you know, August and September where she was on life support and so forth and being in the hospital. So, you know, where you're just so much and I'm trying just to work out of the room and stuff. But, um, yeah. I, I'm with you. I see it differently. And I realized that everything, everything, the, you know, the, the narrator of Morta is, it comes out totally in, in a different way. I, I don't know how to say, I read it, but I hear the voice hor differently. And the yeah. intent in the words. It, if if, it, if that uh, makes sense, I think, you know, yeah. It does. It does.
1: And it had mixed reviews. Um, the idea behind Mort is obviously the personification of, of death. Um, but you don't get clarification of that entirely until the end of the story. But the... Um, the idea is that it, this is uh, this unmovable force, um, omnipotent, and and for whatever reason has fallen in love with the spirit of life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then and, and follows it through eons and eons and different stories, and and it's um, so it's a it's a compilation of a lot of little short stories and one big short story, the <laughs> but that's exactly what it was meant it was it was meant to do was the final the final course that, that is going to happen in hospice is never changing. It is inevitable. It's inevitable for all mm-hmm. of us. It's not something to fear. Life itself can be very, very difficult. So the only way we can address that is through compassion and empathy. It's the greatest fight against the darkness. Mm-hmm. And it the whole idea of doing it from the personification of death was to actually try to make you almost care about this, this creature that's completely confused and extremely morose. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, know, you you don't see it as the bad guy. It's It may be inevitable, but it's not the bad guy. And And in hospice work, it's not the end that matters. It's the time it's the time and compassion and consideration that's put into greeting that end as kindly as possible. So, and, and after so many years, it just was one of those things.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things. It's one of those, you had to be there things, you know, I think we all have probably have a lot yeah. of similar stories about things going on around us and you're having to tell people, look, yeah, exactly. right now, <laughs> uh, not trying to ignore you. I just don't have the time for it in this moment. Maybe later, you know. But right, right. <clears throat> but not, yeah, not right now. And, um, and, yeah. So, yes. that, of course, I'm fascinated with with. Um, I've got to know when you were growing up. Because it sounds yeah. like you were, you know, a child that was very curious. You had a lot of exposure to a lot of things that people oh, yeah. don't at your age. But also, um, and I, I feel like you had a, a great curiosity. So I'm interested in what what authors fascinated you when you were very young oh. when you first read it.
1: I I read everything I could possibly get my hands on. The 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 best writers out there are introverts who have reading issues. They're just yeah, it's an addiction. But the um I I did and and everything from encyclopedias to biographies, which were my mom's favorite. And then my dad shared with me an incredible love of science fiction, um, Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke. Ray Bradbury in particular, because he Uh personified the sociological science fiction. He took us to the future, but it was not always a good one. And he looked at the human condition, and there was always this balance with him that I thought was so wonderful. Because even though the future was this horrible, book-burning, nuclear, chaotic thing, (laughs) it was, um, for him... There were always good guys who strove to be good guys. And there were there were bad guys who weren't necessarily bad guys. They were grey. They were ignorant a lot of the times. And a lot mm-hmm. of times hatred led to arrogance. So it it was beautiful. I, I just I I think that was probably one of my favorites. And then I've had an enduring love of Terry Pratchett and Douglas Adams since I was a child. I love English humor dry, and abstract. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it was, I like it that talk across the board. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Nobody else would think to describe things like a spaceship hung in the sky much like bricks don't and just
0: leave it there. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that it's it's just that way that that the Brits have, and, and it's inimitable. You mm. know, it comes from out of nowhere, and it's crazy, and it makes Absolutely. sense at the same time. And, uh, Absolutely. And you just brought a big smile to me because I remember meeting Douglas Adams at uh, there used to be a bookshop called um, o- Oxford Books, and of course, in the cafe was called Cup and Chaucer. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he was there at the time. Yeah, the owner was a friend of mine, so it was a, or the manager, so that was fun to go and know that somebody's going to be there. She, ah, it's so oh, great yeah. to get inside. Yeah, because I think oh. that was, might have been back in the early 90s. And and he was
1: and he was a character. That, um, there's, there's one story about him when he was sitting in a cafe, and, and nobody actually knew who he was because the authors are pretty anonymous as far as our appearance. Um, nobody knew who he
0: was, and he's, he's eating his
1: bag of chips, and he's reading his paper, and he set his paper down, and somebody asked if they could join him at the table, and uh, they started eating chips, and he watched them as they finished the bag, and said, "Excuse me, you do know you just ate my chips?" And they, said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought these were the ones I purchased." And, and he said, "No, it's okay. I, let me buy you a sandwich." And he just he took care of them. And when they got up and left after this lovely conversation, he picked up his newspaper and there was the bag of chips. So, So he was just—he was a character. He was a good guy, Uh, a wicked sense of humor. I just love—I love that wicked, wickedness. Which is probably—I mean—that leads into it. It, In my writing, I I have more of a poignant, powerful thing, but. I follow Jeff Sweden you know, from, from Buffy and all of those it's a wonderful script writer, um, screenwriter. He is, he said, you know, make it, make it dark, make it morose, make it brutal, but then for the love of God, tell a joke. So <laughs> I just, I, I think that's the best way to handle it because that's that balance, like that Ray Bradbury balance. You have to have a little bit of humor in there.
0: Yeah, and you know, you could, yeah, you probably know this, but, um, you know, on Sirius XM's radio classics, you get to hear a lot of the old um, radio shows, Ray Bradbury's stories. Oh, yes. yes. And you think they, it really is timeless. And sometimes, Mm. you know, more prescient than we'd like to think, but.
1: Absolutely. And the the beautiful part of it with these true iconic science fiction writers is they are they write so well to the human condition it doesn't matter what political atmosphere we run into in the future it will still apply and it's just beautiful it's a beautiful thing
0: yeah it is and i don't know now this might i can't remember this might not have been a bradbury script at all but um but I know you'll notice what there was a job I was working at It was about 20 years ago. And it was one of these, it, it seemed to be bought and sold a lot, this big company and, you know, changes over. And then they, but but nothing seemed to change for us until one particular company. And of course they swore, you know, no, we're just doing this. We're just expanding. There won't be any layoffs, yada, yada, yada. And then it's happened. And then I remember one of my friends that I worked with over there um, in the department where, uh, we were repairing laptops and things. And we just looked at each other at one time and said, it's a cookbook. What uh-huh. <laughs> to serve man. That's what I You never can yeah. tell.
1: You, do you remember the picture uh, of... In cinnamon Square of the tank, facing down the university student in China uh, in the 80s, and was holding mm-hmm, up the, mm-hmm. the little red book, and it just that was the joke for the longest time. Little red cookbook, little red cookbook, little. <gasps> never <laughs> you never know the power of whatever. You never know the power
0: of whatever you're writing. It could be. A... <laughs> Three words Absolutely. Three words can make a huge difference. Uh, I yes. want to talk, too, about uh, some of your other work with, with comedy and podcasts and so forth. And I want to say, this is the time right now to say, if you are listening live here on Monday, January 13th, 2020, And uh, it's, what, it's about 825 Eastern, uh, also known as, uh, what is it, GMT minus 5. And you want to talk to Elise Draper, give us a ring. The number is uh, 646-716-9922, 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call in the U.S. And then, of course, you know, Elise, I do have some listeners who aren't able to make calls. Maybe they're at a, a job where they well, can't make phone calls on the job or babysitting right. sure. and have to be quiet. So they can always send messages to us on Facebook if they like or questions for Absolutely. you. And so get ready to dial. And right now, I'm going to stop and play um, a little message from uh, some of our friends in the sports world. Okay. so. We'll be back in one minute. Perfect. Okay. So Chuck, Talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that?
1: Well, I'll well, I, I tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who's going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on they it. Got and I do And I don't really feel I talk. That's kind of I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right don't now. Don't talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madam Perry Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry... She's a great host. I mean, she got all those best authors, rock star, all the dip comedians.
0: What about people you that go- don't have rings? <laughs> Here we go I
1: got Real funny, uh, real funny. Uh, uh, uh. But I think she's great, and I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make the laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It's not terrible.
0: You know, sometimes the best thing you can hear about something you've done is that it's not terrible.
1: Absolutely. And when they say it like Charles okay. Barkley, I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think in the south we call that a testimony. Okay. That's true. That's that's exactly right. Can I get a witness? So I am here talking to author Elise Draper, who you probably know from the her uh, well the Free Will trilogy, Free Will, Consequences, Vindication, um, her book yeah. I Am Morta. Um, what are the what are some of the surprises you get with people when you meet people that read your work? Um, that's what is their favorite when they tell you what's their favorite book of yours and why? What's your?
1: Uh, well, the, the um, adults are always extremely kind, and I usually get messages from them. But I have to tell you, writing a young adult trilogy has been an experience because teenagers are much more. <sighs> stress about it. And um, I remember I had a, a, a young girl here in Colorado who I met the first time when it was first released in, in uh, 2012, the series. And uh, she started to cry and she gave me a hug and, and then told me she couldn't believe she was meeting me. And I was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm not a celebrity. I'm a writer. You do know that, right? We we're introverts that don't actually show ourselves. You get to read all about our feelings and everything. We have our knickers out on the clothesline, but the people stay in the house. And, um, and she, but she, it was, it was was unreal. She was so touched and she loved the characters and, uh, it, it really was, it was beautiful. And, um, I had a, 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 a group of girls in Vietnam that really took to the stories and then shared it all around their school. And next thing I knew I had 10,000, I had 2,000 kids that were sending me letters asking me to explain things and taking less interest in, in the characters and theology. And what did I mean by, and I thought, my God, the next generation is so much smarter than we were.
0: <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. It was fun. It's been fun. And, it really and has. Now, that's a testimony for me because a couple of times – you know, I'm, a, uh, I'm an entertainment publicist, and a couple of times recently I've had clients when I'll say, okay, I've got you the, an interview on a – you know, uh, I've got you on a very popular uh, radio show in Singapore, or um, yeah. I've got you on a very cool blog in um, Amsterdam – and they go well. Yes, I really think we should. I really think we should just concentrate on here in America, where people could buy and read our books. And I go, no, right. you don't understand. <laughs> you know, oh, and, and you know, I'm right. sure you've traveled. You know, people read English all around the world.
1: Oh, and nowadays with the digital publishing, they translate it into everything you could possibly imagine. So it's fantastic. Oh, wow. the, the the trilogy is is. Uh, It's available in in French, Spanish, German, but it's also available in Mandarin and um, Vietnamese and and Japanese, and it's been really, uh, it's amazing. It is amazing what we can do nowadays.
0: But yes, I totally get
1: it. I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to get to see you girls. I can send you autographed copies, but that uh, come to the United States, we'll set up a brunch. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I hear you. It's a little
0: bit easier when it's in your backyard. Yeah, that's a lot of cool. And, and two, you know, then my husband, who's traveled all his career, goes, well, you have to think of it as, you know, you've also got enclaves of expats, you know, American expats. But, you know, I, I've yeah. been to several of the countries, and there are always books that – uh a lot of the bookstores are mainly in English or the people speak English or they're going to English schools, so they love it. Just like when I started learning right. uh Spanish and when I majored in Spanish, I started buying i saw some used books um I was surprised to find you know regular books in Spanish at a used bookstore so of course, I figured, oh, well, yeah. can you help me with my vocabulary better than Jackie Collins, you know so. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll you be got... definitely the correct vote if. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got you got, you know, Hollywood trash, you got the mafia, you got a lot of sex in there. What would enhance my oh, yeah, vocabulary better than a Jackie Collins novel and uh, uh stuff like that? <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me. by the way, you know, I said before we went to the uh to the Charles Barkley and friends, that uh, if you want to talk to Elise, the number is, is 646-716-9922. Uh, we're halfway through the podcast, and um, I think that Elise would be very happy for somebody to come and do her hair while we're here or bring her, you know, something to drink. Oh, uh, yeah. I know I would. Yeah. So tell yeah, me. Then... To it oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm tell you, we're going to have to meet up at a, at a book event or something. Um,
1: Absolutely, I think so, and 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 get our our our, our drinks on. Which, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. what do you drink, Jennifer? I mean, everybody knows but for me, it's either coffee, whiskey.
0: It's just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I've got coffee but, here, and by the way, over at your author page, speaking of your book being translated into uh mandarin um i just shared yeah. your your picture of hello in mandarin so you know how to write hello in yeah. mandarin that was good and the coffee <laughs> yes i've got coffee in front yeah. of me now uh, in fact, I said to my husband the day in the grocery store, I said, shouldn't we get some, I think we get some decaf coffee so for when I drink coffee at night, I can still sleep. He goes, and when has that ever stopped you? You stay up all night anyway. You know, I don't see what the oh, difference is going to be. Whether you have coffee or night, you're going to stay up. But, yes, I got coffee in front of me right now.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, that's what artists and comedians do. We, mm-hmm. we stay up all night. We're all constant. It's, it's something we all have in
0: common is insomnia. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I'm in a good group. I'm in a good group, and I never, Absolutely. I never drank much. You know, I never drank much wine or beer or anything. But lately, I've come to enjoy things. You know, whiskey and different uh, liquors or liqueurs or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because. I got fascinated on Instagram with people who are mixologists and just watching that it's like yeah, that looks good. So <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like... so beautiful. It's a mixologist in Japan in particular. It's like a work of art. It's spectacular.
0: It is, it is. It's gorgeous. So yeah, you can find a lot of lot of uh Talented people on Instagram and go. Oh, Boy, that makes oh me. Oh my If yeah. I don't have anything, I don't know. Maybe I just pour some grapefruit juice in a pretty glass and put a flower on top or something. And I, it, I don't know. My work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. we'll we'll have a we'll have a mini bar and a coffee maker in, in uh in our rooms when when we meet up, maybe at Book Expo or something. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so perfect tell me about your work. You're getting into improv and into podcasting, but improv, I gotta hear. Oh <laughs> it's I yes, gotta know. we do a fly we
1: do a fly by our pants radio show for the past uh three years and Paramania Radio uh called <laughs> the uh No Pants Zone. Gregory O'Hall <laughs> and I, uh he was the funky wear pig for, for those who remember his comedic exploits. Um he and I are are uh, for the past three years, first first Friday of every month, but on the, it's a, it's an improv. Well, we, we try to have an actual idea where we're going with it, but that never, never, ever works. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, it just always turns into a train wreck, which is, is great hilarity. Um, we've been working together for, for the past decade doing many different projects. Um, the uh, Magic Farmers Incorporated and the the Wear Pig Show and and now, uh, now the No Pants Zone and and it's there's it's just fun. We have a we have a fun repertoire there. The um, our our mutual background is in in horror writing and and uh, so we have a lot of dark fiction followers that that just like a little bit of dark humor, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it works well. Mm-hmm. The, day <laughs> <and prom.
0: laughs> the I, I saw um, somewhere. Oh, uh, uh, somewhere on Facebook that um, where Greg referred to you as his comedy wife. You know, I guess it's his work wife, comedy wife.
1: <laughs> he does. His his wife, being a, a professional comedian for for his entire <laughs> life, for the past forty years, um, he has been um, he has the most amazing woman in the world, and and Sam. And she is tolerant and she is kind, but I think she's she is ecstatic when he decides to to ship his attention over to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of become a a running joke that I'm the comedy wife. I'm the I am the relief for the real one who does the heavy lifting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, what it, you're doing- yeah. When you're when you're off, I mean, when you when you start with the improv, when you take off on uh, what no pants on on Paramania Radio, are yes. there storylines that start or characters that people get an affection for and ask for again? Well, it,
1: it's a lot of the um, original improv come from is is his comedic skips from the Magic Farmers, and we will play those during the show. Usually we'll have a topic of uh, pretending to to what's going on at any time in our our world. One of our topics is uh, Greg has decided that nobody really wants to, to celebrate new year New Year's in January, so he's created the Gregorian calendar, which is punny. That's not terribly funny, but Gregorian calendar states that, that new year starts on March 31st so that you're going, starting the new year in spring rather than, than extremely cold weather.
0: Um,
1: It's and and as a, as a running joke, it's usually me telling him that that's just ludicrous and, 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 we we go back and forth on that. but that's the um. We've worked on the 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 relationship and dealing with um, modern problems. Now, every once in a while, we'll go back and forth on on Me Too movements and every everything else that you can possibly think of. It. If you want to take a complete abstract, and entirely obnoxious and insulting way of looking at anything, we'll handle it for you. Uh, The last one was, was how could there be any really heavy, long-term survivors of the zombie apocalypse? Because we would run out of things to eat eventually, and and there's a lot of cardio running away from zombies. So having a heavy set survivor wouldn't really necessarily exist. (laughs) It's extremely insulting, and and we're terribly politically incorrect, but we have a good time.
0: We have a good time. Uh, you know, one the, reason I asked that too. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry to stop you in the middle. Of- oh no, you know. I was
1: just—it was just reminding me that the the latest thing that we've been working on the past couple of months is uh, silly sob stories. We're getting people involved <laughs> in our complete ludicrousness, where they they tell us a silly sob story. The in October we had a. a uh, a, a gentleman that didn't get his weekly of boy at work and, and was really depressed that he didn't get a pickle pin. So, my I have started a, my partner and I started a business together where we we do graphic design, branding, and custom T-shirts. So we've intertwined that into the show and run it into this comedic free shirt giveaway. So his penny. Pickle, I want a pickle pin. I just want this pickle pin to show I've done a good job. So we made him a T-shirt that he could wear at work. This is I want my damn pickle pin. <laughs> <laughs> this this last month we had we have a, a a lovely gentleman baker who has a flatulence issue, but he owns his own bakery in in Pennsylvania um, and. Thinks that this is the way to combat it is with the amazing smells you have coming out of a bakery. You will never notice that he <laughs> has an issue with flatulence. So, so we have the traditional "Smell that!" You're welcome with baked goods t shirts on the way to him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a completely inappropriate <laughs> show, but we have a we
0: have a good time. well you you know as you well know as a creative woman and writer um no telling where this can go and one of the reasons i asked was because brandy stilwell uh was on here i think it was on here last year um and we she's a writer for i think warner dc comics and stuff um And she was doing improv at night with people. And during an improv show, she came up with some character that was a sasquatch, female sasquatch and a detective at the same time. And people liked that so much, they began asking for it over and over. And so eventually it kept on, and she began writing a story. And her comic book on DC called Sasquatch Detective came out last December. Oh, wow. I'll have to look it up. That's amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't keep up a lot with comics. I wouldn't have known except her sister is a friend of mine. And she says, well, you know, my sister has a comic book coming out. Oh, really? Tell me about this. So, yeah. So it came out last December, uh, Sasquatch Detective, or December before, I think it was actually. and Okay. it's going to soon be um, an animated um film I don't know feature or you know yeah. how long but it will be an animated version of the sound and she said and you, I think you'll like this she said when the artist started working she wrote the book but she said when the artist began working on um, Tanya Lightfoot the Sasquatch detective that she said yeah. I want it to be Sasquatch I want her to be very Audrey Hepburn oh, oh I fantastic. know Oh, that's fantastic! So, so you never know where your stories or situations or pickle pin shirts or whatever
1: brought right. out from improv will go. Exactly,
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. That it, it's it's um, it's fun. It is it's fun to to let loose and just do and just work with comedy. Um, it absolutely is, and then. Because I've done so much work with independent writers and and starting an independent publishing company myself, the graphic design came in um, came in handy when we were doing Magic Farmers Incorporated. I was doing all of the animated work for it, and then now opening my my own business with with the Hall Closet, and and it is um, it it has been absolutely the the most amazing ride. You, I couldn't imagine when I first started writing, it was going to lead to comedy and graphic design <laughs> and owning businesses and, and still still producing my books. But just, and the amazing network of, of people you meet online. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know, can you, can you see yourself going into, um, Have you ever done improv on stage in front of live people? No.
1: No. But if you asked my, if you, if you, if you asked my significant other Steve, if you asked my significant (laughs) other Steve, he would tell you I'm on stage every time we're on a date. So, (laughs) So but I don't think that counts.
0: (laughs) With, (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is good. This is great. Um, let me ask you though, since you mentioned the hall closet uh and hall closet custom yeah. shirt works, hall closet bookworks. Um, so can people can people order things? Can they hire uh oh, since you're the you're the copywriter, you're the graphic artist at Hall Closet Shirt Custom Shirt Works. Af- absolutely they can. Um if you if you go
1: to uh Hall Dash Closet no I'm trying to remember how we have it set up yes hall dash closet dash shirtworks one word s h i r t w o r k s dot com they're the site the if you look them up on just the hall closet Shirtworks on on Google or facebook you can find us there as well the um, it'll take you directly to the site and, and we have Custom graphic designs that are there for just fun shirts. Um, and we also have uh, customized designs where we can actually do the branding on large scale for, for businesses. And something I'm really proud of because it's not really available elsewhere for independent writers and authors who are going to their book signings and, and everything else, we've decided we've opened an area in specific for book promotions an author promotion with quotes on T-shirts or whatever they want, their their logo, their picture, whatever, on a shirt that they can take with them to Comic-Cons and, and we have discounted rates just because I'm an author and I know you don't make
0: money at it. So, <laughs> Oh, you have. Oh, girl, let me tell you something. This is great. i got to tell yeah. you. Sometimes I will put out, um, especially near the holidays, I will put out... Announcements on social media and Facebook and everything. I'll say, if you have an artist in your family, artist, a writer, a musician, and you yeah. want to give them a special gift, they don't need another coffee mug or bumper sticker that says, I'm a writer, I'm a musician. And I usually right. say, give them some uh, give them cash, give them gift cards because they might be on the road. They're going to need gas, they're going to need food, they're going to need a grocery store, <laughs> exactly. they're going to need to go to a restaurant, you know. Exactly. Or you can even get tea. To- charge for certain amounts for, um, uh, for a, you know, $50 for Southwest Airlines, you know, kind of add it to whatever else that they're doing. Because I know when Absolutely. I've been on the road with clients, it's like we're, we're sitting there planning it like like some kind of guerrilla project, you know, we're going, okay, well, we can make it over here, and I think I've got a coupon over there for this hotel, or my husband's got some points we could get this, oh, yeah. you know, like we're all those speakers, you know. But and and that follows in with another thing, and, and Elise, I promise, I promise these things, I do have a point. I am going to it. These things <laughs> all fit. <said. laughs> I try to. You it. know, okay, good. When, you know, any <laughs> business, you know, always has T-shirts. They have these businesses have this thing about new products, oh, you have a t-shirt, you have a t-shirt, you have a t-shirt. I worked on a lot of TV shows, and, you know, they give me t-shirts, so I've got TV shirts from Couples Court, Hot Ones, all this stuff like that, but when my husband would travel to big conventions, everybody gives him t-shirts, T-shirts, and he would tell people, I did not say this, but he would tell people, hey, the shirts are nice, but my wife wishes that she would give me some socks and underwear, too, to kind of, you know, level it out, and, but, (laughs)
1: Yeah, one We're company did
0: start having one one satellite or or a broadcast company did start having socks the next year. But if you go to Elise Draper's Hall Closet Shirt Works, and do the custom services, yes, you can get socks, underwear, glasses. <laughs> now, a a book, I mean a a, a shirt or a coffee cup with someone's yeah. specific book on there or character from their book. That's cool. Not just I'm a writer, but their work like this uh, lovely skeleton. You've got such great artwork on here. But it's hall hyphen closet hyphen shirtworks.com. And it, it, it's, it's just it's magnificent. magnificent. The The well, um, socks.
1: I this... <laughs> socks. <laughs> well, it's, and, and because T-shirts, you can get T-shirts everywhere, but not everybody wears T-shirts. So we decided that we were going to make it available. There's the long-sleeve hoodie, light T-shirt. There is the, the actual heavy hoodies. There's So they can, they can figure out how they want it, to market it, depending on their price range, and, and we'll make it happen for them. But one of the funnest ones I have seen, I have had so far, and off author friend was going to do a book signing, during a whiskey tasting at a local bar, and had actually on on the tall the, the tall, um, like a Long Island iced tea glasses had mm-hmm. put quotes from the book and uh, his logo, the, his his name and all this other stuff on the glasses to sell at the whiskey tasting at the bar and it just opened up it opened up the signing to a completely different new level so he had his books there and he's talking and he said and by the way would you like to buy a glass there just this much and it was so. it's one of those that was spectacular I thought oh you know what this is opening up a completely different level of marketing for authors because we're not just at your local bookstore anymore we're at comic cons and we're at bars and we're at coffee houses and And so to have something a little bit more fun and exciting—that's where it comes from. Exactly,
0: and it's got a story. And every time somebody sees it or has it or comes over, they're going to go, "You won't believe where I got this!" You know, people are going to see it, and that's how it stays. And that's what I've told you know with with some of my clients. I always say, you know, we do—I do unconventional book tours. You know, you might be in a bookstore, you might be in a wine bar, you might be in a. Uh, art gallery, uh, uh, just different kinds of places, uh, consignment shop. I'll just put you anywhere that's unusual so that people find you in your book. And, you know, Charlie Wilson, and this will be one of my favorites. Charlie Wilson, if you know, he's a a drummer, uh, was a drummer for Gap Band, but, of course, he tours as Charlie Wilson, and I would love to see him one of my favorite drummers, but God knows I can't afford it. But um, Uncle Charlie's doing all right. But when he wrote his book, (laughs) you know where he had a book tour, a book signing? At the DMV. (laughs) That's spectacular. I think. And and different major cities. Now, you think of a place where you are standing and bored stiff as a DMV. Where you were waiting? Absolutely, that is hilarious. That's fantastic. <laughs> so and now, now if Charlie only had <laughs> some some socks and uh, some boxers and everything from hall closet, and right. Some shirt works and gifts, You know that would have totally... been right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and
1: you know the it. On, on a more serious note, too, we've we've had quite a few memorials. People that, that want us to do something nice to, to for memorial purposes, a baby and a sister, and um, so we decided to start doing candles. And when I talked to Greg about us doing candles, we decided to do another branch of the candles that's part of the no pen zone that are uh, interesting. It it the label on it says inconvenient impotence, <laughs> it's a cheap whiskey scent. Things, <laughs> things like that, because politically correct, incorrect is
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's brilliant. You know, about a, yeah. month, ago, a month ago, I had two women on, uh, uh, l Crash and Laurel Nemec Wright, and one is a death midwife, and the other one is uh, she and her husband host these um, – and her husband's a suspense writer, but they – have uh, death over dinner and so we had a show about what those things do and it was so much yeah. fun but my research form, I found things like that were so cool like for a memorial service like having an old suitcase and postcards and places people have been like it's like going away party yeah yeah or a little but- With- or somebody had one yeah, one body had like a packets of uh, forget me not flower seeds, and it had a little you know sticker with their name on it. You know, forget me nots by like going away party, so or are going away party. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Elise Draper. <laughs> I like the way you say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been having fun, and that the. the um, it it really has been a kick in the pants to combine the the comedy aspects with the pros, with the the products, and and provide unique promotional stuff for for our friends. Um, we had a a chiropractor who was uh, he does shirts. It's all shirts. So we were we were actually talking to him about maybe we could do some branding for you on back scratchers because that might be nice. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely ludicrous things and it's been it's been just a kick in the pants it really has been fun in the uh <laughs> we it it and and the fact that it's it's coming from uh, you know, my 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 partner my significant other steve is he's a typographer and he's been doing this printing for for thirty years he's he's amazing um and then mm-hmm. you combine his his vision with Greg, who's a com- is the comedy guru, and then myself, who just does everything else under the sun, and and the next thing we knew, we had it just this amazing amount of ideas and products that were really really fun. <laughs> a lot of people have been really excited about it. So it's yeah, it's been fun. This is. <laughs> If you're going to have something you do
0: later in life, you know, make it something you love to do. <laughs> yeah. as, as we say in Georgia, exactamente me amiga. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, oh, wow. So this is, just, I don't know about you, but this has flown by for me. This has been fun. Next time we just have to have a pajama party show. Uh, Absolutely. So I love it, folks, you could have, uh, yeah. Uh, we haven't had a pajama party show in a very long time, and it it's and it's and it's well overdue. Um, I've been talking to had the joy of having here in the genie bottle, Elise Draper, author of science fiction, fantasy, dark fiction. You can find her, um, Elise E L Y S E hyphen Draper dot com. And uh, did, uh, did I pronounce your name correctly? I'd hate to get it that is, part. It is. Is it L-I-S-S-A.
1: is. It's Elise, actually. No, that's Elise. It's like the Sean's de just the Elise. Okay. Pretty easy. Um, the um, <laughs> my my blog is Elise Straper, just the one word. dot com, and you can keep up on on fun things on that. And the, obviously, the hall closet shirt works for whatever you would have an interest in getting weird and obnoxious. Yeah.
0: And thats works is <laughs> com. And don't worry, some people, I know some people tell me they were writing, um, they, they listen in their car when they're driving, so don't worry about having to write it down while you're on your road. I will share all of Elise Draper's social media uh, tags and uh, handles on all of my social media, not only for Madame Perry, but for Jennifer Perry as well, and probably Beautiful. for uh, my dog Tybee too, because you know I'm, I'm, I'm working on being a stage mom, so uh, gotta, I got to. But uh, yeah. Elise, <laughs> Elise also, I got my I got one corgi some work with me on a, on a TV series, but uh, you know. Oh. It, I want to be a stage mom in my later life. So, anyway, books of uh, dedication, <laughs> consequences, free will, uh, more. Uh, she's uh, in several anthologies, and, and yeah. And Elise, I know you know. Apparently, you are a very, very good mother. I can tell by the way you talk about your, you know your daughter and what she's doing. And just oh, in case amazing. you want to give me yeah. any motherly advice about you know, uh, Madame Perry. Don't be a stage mother, showbiz kids. They have a, tr- a rough, rough life and sometimes trashy. And I will say to you, Elise, that is true unless they can't drive and they can't have it's access. True. They don't have access to the money. Okay. So they it's can't drive. True.
1: And, and and a trashy corgi, I think, is just what the world needs <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, actually, you know, Fiona just stopped after so many hours of walking. She just stopped, and I can't name the series i have been on it several times throughout the year, last year, and I can't name it. So I decided she's not going to do it. I'll get Tybee, my Texas healer, to do it. But yeah, at one point oh, she yeah. just thought that this is it, and I'm going, Fiona, you know, we're going to get thrown off the set. If you don't do what they tell you, you get thrown off the step. And I just came by and go, okay, <laughs> we're going to do this differently. Why don't you and Fiona sit here on the bench? And when people walk down the street, they can stop, like, because yeah, it's supposed to be a small town.
1: And the yeah. show's not
0: out yet, but it will be soon because I can't wait. Now. But um, And people who walk by will wave at you and stop and say hello to Fiona and walk on. I'm going, Fiona, you have no idea how lucky you are. We didn't get thrown off. <laughs> Being <laughs> cute. Being cute goes a long way. I mean, her, not me. So oh, anyway, sringies okay. uh, are cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they can get away with murder. They're all, <laughs> they're, uh, they're extortionists, whatever. But um, drama queen, you know, I just <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I, at least I am so thrilled to have finally, after all this time of following you, oh, uh, have you in so Madame Perry Salon. I do hope you will come back. And if there's anyone you want to invite to our pajama party show, you just let me know, and uh, oh, and, and your when time. you're ready, and we'll have a just great time. Let me know. All right, and I will be sharing all of her info on all of my info and all of my social media, so you don't have to miss a thing from Elise Draper. And I will close so my Oh wait, that's not me. Um, sorry, I was, <laughs> I was I was trying to play. I was trying to play my song. Everybody's got to swing. Um, yeah, right? uh, we There we go.